0: This, this this is the way it's going to be. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to... What the heck was that? Well, <clears throat> today, what do we plan to do today? How about we just have a nice and lovely conversation? Because I feel like the last one was a little bit bonkers. I didn't know where to go and I just did a whole bunch of voices. I don't think that was the right way to go, but... You know, you live and you learn. That's the point of all of this right now. Living and learning to the best of our abilities, I would say. Um, so what do we talk about today? On what the heck was that? Uh, I don't know anymore. I don't. Uh, I don't know which direction to take this. And. How about just general thoughts and misguided mindsets let's just go that way am i getting old (laughs) i don't like people speaking over a certain volume it's starting to annoy me it's just it's weird am i also getting old because i don't like watching i used to love watching college basketball now I can't put up with it for more than 10 minutes. I can't even put up with NBA basketball for more than 10 minutes. And the only reason I can put up with MLB baseball is because I'll be at a game versus watching it on the television. It's freaking four hours to watch an MLB game. You know what that's like? That's a huge commitment. Then again, I don't even know how I manage my time appropriately to do anything anymore. It feels like I don't, in all honesty. I don't know where today has gone half of this day already is gone because i'm in bed most days by nine o'clock so if it's one o'clock to me that's half of the day gone i still have to do homework and whatever odds and ends i want to sit on the couch for a little bit and watch some television but i don't have a damn clue what i want to watch or i want to be on my phone who doing who knows what i don't know anymore and there's so many quotes out there. Oh, if you manage your time like this, there's something that was accredited to Elon Musk that you have this amount of time to get things done. If you do, you really mentally, you okay, mathematically, yeah, you do. You have as much time as anything to get things done in any route that you can think of, but honestly. Mentally, do you? I don't feel like it. I don't feel most days that I do. I feel like once I start doing something, that's taking up half my day already. And then the rest of the day is gone. I would love to, I don't know if I don't have the energy for it anymore. And I'm not even going to speak to what that can mean if you listen to certain people, but I don't feel like I have the capacity that I used to have when it came to getting things done. But then again, I don't think I had the capacity to get things done anyway before. My brain works very well for the things I want to do when I want to do them. But it stops on everything else. It just does. It I, I can't figure out why it does that. I can't figure out how it does that. I can't push it past those points sometimes. I'm at a loss for how to rebound from that going forward. I feel so uh, blah on most occasions. It's like, this is, this is very, very unfulfilling to the scope of the things that I would love to accomplish. Like, honestly, I would love to make this podcast and all the other ones that I try to get out there more successive, but I find myself just lagging behind and getting them done. And it's 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 frustrating. It might be the only time in my life that I actually am frustrated. It's like, I should be able to manage my time to be able to do a lot of the things that I want to do. And I should be okay with the fact that I don't get certain things done. Like, you would think it would balance that way. You would think that your mind would be okay with those presets being the condition of how you move forward, but it's not, most days I'm, you know, having some kind of aneurysm over something that I may have forgotten, even though I did everything I could to remember it, and I'm not in the same place I was when it comes to my job right now, I don't want to, I don't, after this pandemic, after all of this, I don't want to recommit myself in the same standard that I was committed to it before, because that's not healthy. None of that is healthy. In this country, we get, we're so captivated by the idea that we should be putting in 90 hours of work if we want to accomplish anything, really. No, we shouldn't, because if you put 90 hours into something, but you're only really there mentally for 30 of them, then you should only put in 30. Putting in the 90 didn't help. You wasted 60 of those hours for no reason. Like, how is that more successful just because you put in more time? Oh, if you do something 10,000 times, it becomes something you know. Yeah, that's true if you care about it. If you just do it to do it, even if you do it 10,000 times, it's not going to register in your head. It's not going to be there as the thing that you're good at and accomplished at. It's just gonna be there as another thing. And is that any better than anything else? I don't, I would love to sit here and commit time to the things that I honestly enjoy, but they wouldn't make me any money right now. And sad to say, we live in a country and in a world where if you're not making money, then you're shit out of luck, man. You are. Because there's no safeguards for any form of creativity without the compensation attached to it. And then so many people have a fear to be creative and to do something outside the box. Because they fear they're not going to be able to make the money to to make up for what they just committed to. But they, they continuously spend money as if they're making it. I guess, you know, and I fall to that, fall into that a lot sometimes, I feel. I spend money as if the money is there at a greater capacity than what it is. That is disturbing in and of itself. Because you're asking yourself to believe that you have an income that's greater than what it is because of the amount of money you spend. And that's scary. That puts everything even more terrifying because once you see things going down and declining and continuously going down, you're like, oh no, what's going to happen now? What's next? How bad is this? Am I okay? And when those questions are what dominates your mind, there's nothing that can stop them. There's nothing that can hold them back or retain them or, you know, prevent them from coming up again on situations that they don't they shouldn't even be there for it's it's annoying it's bothersome it's irritating it's frustrating it's not okay we get compelled to say that things are okay all the time and now we're getting compelled to say that that things aren't okay gone from the compulsion in one direction to the compulsion in the next direction I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy. It's a world... uh, I want to be committed to the things that I love and the things I enjoy. But over the last 36 years of my life, for as long as I've been alive, the things that I love and enjoy aren't the things that most people view as having value to make money. And when you're in a relationship there's no other way to put it you have to value not just the things that you love and enjoy but you have to value all the things that can be loved and enjoyed together kind of one of those things you know and I have no issues with that I have issues with I feel stuck at times I feel stuck in the direction that The finances want to go in. Honestly, it's not the most fulfilling of situations when your own mentality is stuck in trying to figure out what can help you to the next side. And you are doing this. Look, we're 10 minutes in right now. Anybody that's still listening, how bored are you with what I'm saying, honestly? Like, you gave up three minutes in. Most people do, and most people would, and I would understand that completely because there's nothing about this that's compelling. You know, I'm not a podcaster who's out there breaking news, or I'm not creating the next program above everything else. I'm not writing the next story or enticing the next conversation or, you know, this is something you hear from, and that's the problem with the mentality of having it. Because now my mind has gone down that route, and I'm telling you that, and I'm just thinking to myself, is this not going to be any good? Does it matter if it's good or not? Like, what am I doing? How do I do it, and how is it accomplished long term? It's okay not to succeed right now, and none of that, nothing is wrong with any of that. But when do I reach the point where this stops being fun and just starts being, eh? Because I don't feel like I've accomplished much. And where do most people reach that point? There's a lot of dead air in this one. There's a lot of internal conversation being external. You know, I had a dream last night that someone bullied my son. And I went down there and confronted the principal for not stepping in. And the mother of the person that bullied my son was there. And she was an all-around bitch and I put her in her place, it's like, I want to do that, is that what it's, I don't know, I'm not trying to read my dreams, I'm just saying that's, that was the compulsion of the dream that I had, and I woke up a couple times, so it's like waking up and going right back into it as if nothing stopped, that was weird, but, so what if I tell you my dream is to play professional poker? How crazy are you going to tell me I am? Because most people do. Most people would. And it's going to be so difficult now with everything with this COVID stuff. Like, it's not going to come back this year. There's almost no way that it comes back this year. There's almost no way that it comes back next year. And so many things... I enjoy the fact that so many things have become online and that's the way everything's played now. But, dude... Online is not the same for poker. It's not. And I get it. And I see how so many people enjoy in But being there in front of other people and reading them and understanding them and getting into conversations with them and playing for a long time. That's completely different than being in front of a computer and clicking a mouse and saying, oh, I bet this. Because... In front of the computer with a mouse you're playing honestly you're playing more of the statistics you are playing what is the percentage of this coming out in this random computer setup and this program's way of doing it because that there's a number system to that as often as times are that you're playing against somebody else and they can lie to you and you'll fold because they they bet in a way that you didn't like or you weren't ready to pursue Most of the time, you can generally put yourself in a mathematical situation to win a hand online. Most of the time, you can do the math and find out if this hand will win on the percentage of the times that you believe it'll win because of the way the computer model is set up for this program. In person, yeah, you can still use the math. Yeah, there's been a huge transition to the math of of the way you bet and when you bet and all these kinds of things, but there are a lot more chances of getting bluffed of people, you know, outplaying you, of you outplaying somebody else, of all these kinds of things that make it, in my eyes, so much more enjoyable. Cause I could be staring somebody down and have crap in my hand and still beat them. Still beat them. And even though it's the same hand that played out in the the online world but the difference is he can't see me so there's nothing about what I'm doing that will give him any signals to do what he's doing or will scare him away or will tell him oh my god he did this before and no none of that is there it feels like it's 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 playing against no soul That's what online feels like The only exceptions are when you're doing like a group of 10 people and you guys are all playing together that's different Cause yeah, you're all personally attached to each other. You all personally love each other. So when you play a certain way, yeah, you're, some of you will still do the math, but you're playing against the people. When you're in a tournament, and I'm sorry, tournament. When you're in a tournament and you're playing in person, it's gonna be completely different than when you're playing online. It just feels that way, man. If you, the feeling is different. And for the feeling to be different, that means there's a lot different to it. And that's what it feels like the world is right now. And that's where the wonder is, where are we coming out? Where do we come out on the other side of everything that's going on? And how does my mind and its effects and everything that's happened change enough to alter the direction that things were being seen in before? Like, what do we do now? How do we now make ourselves prepared long-term for what these changes that are currently in are? Because I have to tell you, there's a difference between being in an office and being at home. Yeah, there's a lot more freedom to being at home, but you still have the same type of deadlines that you would from being in an office. The diff- biggest difference is when you have deadline from being in an office, you have parameters of time that you're stuck to from being in that office. If you work nine to five, then you're stuck to that nine to five, you know, bubble. If you're at home and yeah, you're scheduled from nine to five, you're not stuck to that same bubble. You're home. There is a little bit of an alteration to the mentality and the bubbleness that you are in. And because of that, you're not as, you don't feel as, you know, as, as compelled to stick to that nine to five routine, and then again, sometimes you do, and that's the other side of all of this that's going on right now. It's like, okay, so what is it that I do here? What do I compel myself to feel about the current situation, and how do I push myself forward? Because I'm not. We're all not. The same people we were over a year ago, before this. So you have to get your job to respect that fact. You can't handle me in the same way you did a year ago. I'm not that same person. There's a lot that has happened, a lot that has changed, and a lot that has altered in the dynamic of what it is I do day to day if your expectations are to be the same thing that it was before, then you're limiting what the thought is. You're limiting what the capabilities are. You know, I'm not going to want to be at my desk every single day, nine to five. Some days I'll be at my desk at eight, I want to be out by three or four. Some days I'll be at my desk at seven and I want to be out at two or three. You know, that's going to be the thing and the way... That certain mentalities have to be addressed now. And then some days maybe I want to do a late night session, do two or three hours at night. I don't want to be there at five, at eight o'clock in the morning, at nine o'clock in the morning, having to be in front and be the normal and go, oh, hey, do, do, do. Oh, hey, do, do, do. Oh, hey, do, do. Like, no, that's not, we're not that same routine that we were. And that, that I think, for companies long-term, is going to be the big breaking point. Adjusting to the fact that your employees are not the same people they were. Even if they go back to the office, they're not the same people they were a year and a half ago. You're not. You're not getting the same staff. You're not getting the same mindset. You're not getting the same capability. They're different now. There's different things in their head. There's different ways of thinking. There's things that are compelling them differently. And because of that, alterations are going to need to be made. And if they're not, you're going to leave behind a whole set and a whole group of people and you're going to be stuck. You have to change your mentality to deal with the new way of things being done for people. Like, it, it's not simple. I'm not saying any of this is simple. I'm saying it needs to be started before everything starts going back to normal. Like I've said before, I'm in New York City. Things aren't normal here yet. They're starting to slowly progress to that point. But until they get to that point, things should slowly progress with that. Everything shouldn't rush to be at point 100 when we're only at point 50. We should progress to point 50 and address things at point 50. Because if we don't, then we're, aren't we setting ourselves up for failure? Honestly, aren't we setting everyone up for failure? We're setting our own clients up for failure if we're addressing them as if we can handle things at 100% when we're not ready to be at 100% ourselves. Like, that's not, it's not the same type of mindset and it's not the same style of adjustment we are completely and utterly different than what we were before so now the things have to be addressed as such so if they aren't addressed differently then aren't we just setting this whole system up to put itself in a downward spiral Honestly, we're setting everything up to be like, oh, my God, it's it's going to go to shit quickly. Because we're not allowing the adjustment. This is what this is what I found some of the bigger problems. If we think we're at 100 when we're not and we push everything to be at 100 when it's not ready to be there, then things will break apart. As it's trying to get to 100 because they're not ready for 100% in their own heads. I'm not saying that's simple. I'm saying the statement behind it is simple. We can't push ourselves, people, and everything around us to be at a level when we're not ready for that level. We're not. So when we're not, we can't just all of a sudden make ourselves, hey... We're at 100 now. No, man, you're at 50, and it's okay to be at 50. Be at 50 for a little bit. Now, let's take it slowly, and you're at 50 this month. You'll be at 60 next month, and then we'll eventually get to 100. Or maybe you don't work at 100 anymore. That's not your preset. Maybe we're like an iPhone, and the battery stops working at 100% completely. It's only an 85% charge now, and that's your human capability now. You're an 85% charge. So because of that, because you're an 85% charge, here's what needs to happen. Now, from this point forward, we can only hold you to the capacity of 85%. If we try to hold you to the capacity of 100%, something's going to break and fail. And I don't think we gauge people in that way. We don't have the conversations enough to understand what each person's capability is. And I understand we want to push sometimes, and a lot of companies do that. They want to push people because they believe, oh no, I can get more from you. But sometimes you shouldn't want to get more from the group that's in front of you. You should want to get what they're capable of because it's a better performance level. If you keep pushing people to be at 110%, oh, we want 110%, but their only capability is 90%, that extra 20% is failure. It's not success. People who are preset at 110% can do 110% without any problems. People who have now reset themselves to 90% cannot do 110%. It is failure. And understanding where each person, each group is, to know how much you can put on them before that failure comes is extremely, extremely important. It's extremely valuable because it gets the job done Precisely and completely, because you're gauging them appropriately. If you give them ninety-five percent, that's fine, because the chances of failure are only the extra five. That's not a huge amount, but twenty percent chance of failure because you exceeded by that much. That's ginormous. That could ultimately, that could take the hundred and ten percent that you want to put forward, and just landslide the rest and make their success rate only fifty because. It's a higher chance of a bigger failure because there's more on their plate. If you limit the amount of the chance of failure, then you limit the potential for failure. Because if they fail 5%, the other 90% that you have on their plate is successful. Or at least 70 to 80% of that is successful. And that's much better than putting an extra 20 having that reduced to only being capable of doing 90, and then having an additional 20 below that, you've succeeded only what? 70, 60%, maybe 50 on a horrible week? Capability needs to be judged appropriately, engaged respectfully of the people you have around you. Not everybody needs to be pushed to be 1,000 when they can't be that. They need to be able to be what they're capable of. So, you know, I think we get stuck sometimes. We get stuck on this idea of the sports mentality, the sports mindset, where in the sport mindset, we're thinking to ourselves, oh, in a sport, you do a... Everybody gives 110%. Everybody does this. Look at Michael Jordan. Look at LeBron James. They gave 110%. You don't know that. You just know that they went hard, but their capability was always higher than everybody else. Their performance ability was always higher than everybody else. They could do things that others couldn't. And because of that, they were always at a higher level on their presets. They began at a higher level. And then when things started going that hill, the higher level was no longer that 110 anymore. They could only get up to maybe 95 or 100. So now it's up to you to take out the 95 or 100 that they're capable of doing and use that to the most of their ability. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to have that and you be used to that capacity if that's all there are going to be some days where they're over that capacity and some days where they're under. It's being able to hold them to those in-between numbers, that those moments that are more consistent, that consistent amount continuously that matters. It just That's the other side of COVID. That's how we get to the next part. We take all of this, we hold to it, And we make it so that we understand that not everybody's coming back at the same level they were before. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to have to take in people and understand people at their new level. You will. There's no other way around it. You can't gauge people by a level that they were when you haven't judged their new level appropriately. Because they haven't been working At the previous level, because things have been closed, man. You have to respect what people come back as and understand it and hold on to it and use it appropriately for your business's success and for your life's success. And for the people, you have to be willing to speak up when you can't do things the way they want you to do them. We have to stop living in this fear that we're always going to be let go at every second because we can't hold ourselves to the standards that others are holding us to. Look, I'm not the same person I was. I can't be at that level anymore. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It just is what it is, man. Things change. They become different. And we alter ourselves. And we become different people. So... Live with that, it's all right. I appreciate it, appreciate everybody. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody that listened, I appreciate everybody that stuck it out to this point. This was another episode of What the Heck Was That? Thank you until the next time.